welcome to the Hawk to Hawk podcast. I'm your host, Eden Frentequire. In this podcast, I sit down with you, Heart alum, and see all of the amazing things hawks do once they spread their wings and work to better their community. And this hawk is a good one. Today, we have the pleasure of meeting Julia Weiner. Julia graduated from the University of Hartford in 2005 with her bachelor's degree in elementary education and special education with a concentration in psychology. Julia is a recent recipient of the Impact on Social Responsibility and Civic Engagement Anchor Award. This award is given to an alum whose professional success is rooted in bettering community and has made significant and notable contributions in this space. Julia, welcome to the show. Thanks, Eden. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So I know I gave a little bio there, but I would love to hear from you. You tell us about yourself and about your time at the University of Hartford. Sure. Well, I was here, as you said, graduated in 2005. I did my undergraduate degree here. And, you know, uh, what brought me to the University of Hartford, I went to a lot of different schools and visited the campus. And there was just something about this space when I visited that felt like the right fit for me. I don't know. It was just something that uh, I can't really, couldn't describe at the time. And even now, I just remember that feeling of like, this felt like where I needed to be. And um, so I'm met a lot of amazing people. I was uh, in the education program here, so um, I was in ENHP and uh, did lots of different things during my time. I uh, was on, in lots of different groups and obviously met lots of friends here, many of whom I still know today, and I still live in this area. You know, I think that I'm really rooted here since uh, coming to the University of Hartford. Um, so there's a bit of a legacy there. And also, you know, I did a lot of things here that I had never done before. Uh, just as an example, I was part of running some of the shows at the Hawk's Nest, and that was something that, uh, you know, was new to me, but I got involved in the music scene, and so uh, it was fun to do that as sort of like an extracurricular activity. Uh, and so I, I think in addition to my studies, I was able to do a wide range of different things that uh, really helped to ground me and make me well-rounded uh, and prepare me for new experiences in the future as well. That's wonderful. And U-Heart really does have a great community. And as someone, you went to U-Heart and then went to other schools for post-grad. And I went to a different school for undergrad, but now I'm here for the grad school experience. And it really is just such a welcoming community, which I absolutely appreciate. But I'd love to learn a bit about how your studies prepared you for your career after college. Yeah. So, you know, I obviously did a degree in education and, um, I was also a recipient of the John G. Martin Scholarship from the University of Hartford, which uh, allowed me to study at the University of Oxford. Um, was just a very generous scholarship that I was really honored to receive from the university. And so I immediately went and did my master's degree at Oxford in education as well. And, uh, you know, when I came back, the preparation that I had here as well as at Oxford really sort of, I think... <laughs> accelerated my career in the sense of, you know, I was ready to dive into different areas of education that maybe if I had only had just my initial experience here, I would have probably gone into teaching. Whereas I realized sort of in my schooling that I was more interested in the academic pursuits of teaching in the sense of um, working in administration and helping to think about education systems, which is what my master's degree was in. Um, I 
really gained a love for special education in particular, and I wrote my master's thesis on special education and how the programs differed between uh, what they do in the United States for students with special needs and what they do in England with students with special needs. And so all of that learning really catapulted me into my career in the sense of I came out of school with a lot of uh, understanding and ideas around how I wanted to impact the education system as a whole, not necessarily working in an individual school, but thinking about school reform in uh, school district leadership. And so I started working uh, in the field in Connecticut. I started at the State Education Resource Center, which is a teacher professional development organization. They do a wide range of things uh, to support school districts. Um, and their experience is largely rooted in special education. Uh, so that was a great fit for me. And from there, I've just continued to do a wide range of other things. After that, after working at CERC, I was at the Capital Region Education Council for a long time, which is um, runs the magnet school on the campus. Uh, many people might know of the school with the little kids running around on the corner <laughs> when you come in, um, which is actually a school that my children attend today. So, oh, that's uh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that there's just been a lot of uh, through lines of the things that I learned at the University of Hartford that have carried me throughout my career. And even though I'm not today working in the field of education, I use many of the same skills uh, that I learned in terms of leadership and um, just working to make people's lives better um, and having that passion for for helping people that I think uh, has been a bit of a, you know, like I said, a theme in the work that I've done. Absolutely, and it's very clear by your very impressive resume that that is the case. And, you know, you're very passionate about education, healthcare, social justice, and all these other topics, um, which is, again, very apparent by your resume. But I'd love to learn a bit more about your current position. Sure. So um, it'll seem like a leap from what I was just talking about, but I, <laughs> I'm actually currently working in the healthcare space. Um, after my um, master's degree in education, I later got a degree, uh, uh, my master's in business administration, so an MBA. And, um, and after that, uh, someone that I had met during the MBA program uh, actually offered me a position in their healthcare startup. And um, that was an exciting opportunity for me. It was something new and still in a space where I felt like there was a lot of mission-driven work that was happening. And so I accepted that opportunity. Since then, I've transitioned to an, a new role in healthcare or a new company. Um, and so the company I work for now is called MD Ally, and it is a telehealth, uh, emergency telehealth service that allows uh, 911 dispatch calls that are not of an emergency nature to be uh, routed to a more appropriate telehealth response, meaning that if you call your, you know, if you, not you, if anyone calls 911 for uh, toe pain or they ate an expired donut or any of the many reasons <laughs> that you might be surprised but are pretty common um, that people call 911 for reasons that aren't really deemed emergencies, historically, those same calls get an, uh, an ambulance dispatched to them and typically a visit to the hospital. And so the work that we're doing at MD Ally is to really clear up the system from those non-emergency calls so that ambulances can get to true emergency faster. Um, but those people are still treated as they need to be by a healthcare professional via telehealth through wow. MD Ally. So that's the work that we're doing. And our founder is an incredible woman who is just passionate about making sure that nobody calls 911 and gets an answering machine. Uh, and in order to do that, we really have to free up some of these uh, or find another route for some of these calls that shouldn't be handled by an ambulance or an emergency room visit. And so... Um, that's what drives her, and um, I was really driven to work for her because of her passion um, for the mission of the company, and so that's the work that we're doing today. That is wonderful. I really love the mission. I think that is a really, really great place to work for. So kind of going along with that, and I think you kind of hinted to it a little, did your career turn out as expected and why? But if not, 
where were those big pivots and changes? Yeah, I think it's funny. I, I have never really had an expectation around my career. I think a lot of people go in knowing what they want to do and really feeling passionate about that, and they kind of just follow that path. And, you know, maybe they pivot because something comes up, whereas I feel like my whole career has been defined by pivots. <laughs> um, you know, some little, some big, but I, you know, I'm a, a really, a person that is really driven to learn. And I think when you want to try new things and do new things, opportunities come to you in a way because people can see that in the way that you work and the way that you accept new opportunities or seek out new opportunities or ask questions and so you know throughout my career I feel like it's been more defined by people coming to me and saying hey do you want to do this thing and me saying (laughs) yes I do want to do that thing because it's interesting um versus necessarily me personally defining and following a path and so I think that's my personality is that I love to learn and I love to be open to new opportunities. And so things come to me because that's sort of how I operate. But, um, yeah, I, I think that pivots are important. And, um, and if you, if you try to be too rigid in the way you're thinking about your career, you won't necessarily, um, experience all the things that I've had the opportunity to experience or think about all the ways that you can personally best contribute. Um, and so, you know, even though I may sometimes return to education or do some, you know, something else in the future, I think every experience that I have contributes to the way that I think and the solutions that I bring to the table. And so, um, to me, it's, even though my career has changed and I've been in lots of different places, I think they've all contributed to me being able to solve problems and, um, bring new perspectives to the challenges that companies have. And so, um, I see it all as, as good. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. So now we're kind of going to look at the bigger picture here. Um, a little, you know, pat on the back here. What are your proudest professional accomplishments? Well, I will always remember the day that I went to the interview for the John J. Martin scholarship at the University of Harvard. It's one of those things that is so seared in my memory because it was, you know, at the in this big room over in the, I don't remember what the building is called, but where all the, you know, professional offices are. And, um, and they just had this huge table and I had to sit at the end of the table and I was being interviewed by all these really important people. And, you know, uh, I don't know if I came out of that feeling confident or not, but, you know, I'll always remember the moment I found out that, uh, they had awarded me that scholarship. And so that's not so much a professional accomplishment, but just to give kudos to the University of Harvard and, and all that they've done to support me in my own career. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> One of the things that I'm most proud of is that at the at CREC, I was in charge of legislative affairs and um, public policy. And so for many, many years, I worked on making sure that magnet schools were properly um, funded by the state. And, um, and that happened incrementally over time of working and building relationships with legislators and making sure that the funding was there and that they were properly prioritizing magnet schools when they were thinking about all of the different schools that needed to be supported in the state. And, um, you know, during one of my last years there, we were successful at mo- moving a bill forward um, that we shepherded over a long time that increased funding for the magnet schools. And um, it was a big moment because it was many years in, um, in the making and um, just feeling like all the work that you do, sometimes you never get to see it pay off or you don't know if it's going to pay off, but those moments when it does and you just realize, okay, this is why, this is why we do what we do. Um, so I think that was a really big one for me. Um, but I think that I like to define my career by the little moments and the people that I've met and the, you know, and the way that the feedback that I get from people when they're 
um, happy with their jobs or they're feeling professionally that they are, you know, um, engaged. And, you know, that's, I think that those are more important <laughs> than the big <laughs> moments. I mean, that's what really defines your career is how, how do you feel day by day? And I can say that I have been really lucky to be in, in all my, you know, all the things I've done in my career, all the jobs that I've had surrounded by really incredible, passionate people. And so um, I think those, that's what I'm most proud of is just, um, you know, finding places and spaces where I can be myself, where I can contribute and where I feel like the work we're doing is really important. Just incredible. Thank you. What resources and skills did you gain from UHART that helped you excel in your past and current positions? Well, I think the person that I was when I came to the University of Hartford was very different than the person that I was when I left in the sense that, you know, I was a pretty nervous um, freshman and I didn't necessarily feel comfortable. I wasn't sure of my own skills or abilities um, or I was still developing an understanding of what they were. And I had some really incredible professors that, you know, just gave me opportunities, whether it was to work with them on grading exams or, you know, or spending extra time with me to try to talk through different opportunities in the education space. I mean, I just remember so many different conversations. And so one of the things that I think I learned was just to be open and to accept help and support from people. And there have been so many people in my career that have like tapped me on the shoulder and just said, you can do more, or I need you to do this, or, and it's so easy to have self-doubt in those moments. And so I think that the experience that I had at the University of Hartford with professors that were incredibly supportive of me, you know, all the way up until that scholarship where, you know, it really felt validating that the university, you know, I think even just having, being an education student and um, having them select me in the pool of students that could have been selected for that, I think it just spoke to the to you know the the way that the school valued that program, um, you know me personally, but just even the program. And so you know all those things I think along the way really built my um, confidence and my um, I guess openness to saying yes to opportunities that maybe felt uncomfortable to me. Uh, so I learned that's a muscle that I built here and that I've taken advantage of and really been grateful for throughout my career. That's wonderful. Seeing all these things that you've, you know, learned and gained from the university, what is your advice to current students who are going through it? <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> I do. I do. It's funny. I just spoke with, um, you know, a near and dear friend, uh, well, daughter of a friend who is leaving to go to school uh, in the fall, and, you know, she's nervous, and mm -hmm. rightly so. I said, I said, look, you know, the first few months, they suck. Nobody's got, I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat it you know they suck and they're the best moments of your life right yes everybody's nervous it's so hard um but then you find your groove and it's great and uh you know and so I think that my advice is just to like not go home right <laughs> stay stay yeah. through the hard know that you're everybody is going through the same thing and like and you know as you're going through your school career it's then once you feel comfortable it is find the opportunities do everything like take the most advantage that you can of the time that you are here. There is nothing like these years of your life when, yeah, have fun, enjoy your friends, all those things. But, you know, there's a reason I 
double majored in elementary and special ed and got a concentration in psychology, I was trying to like maximize the time that I was here so that when I got out of here, I had, you know, if you can double major, do it. If you can get a concentration, do it. If you can be on clubs, you know, or do extracurriculars, I think that the more that you can gain from this time in order to not just build your resume, I think it's often said like, that's the goal. I don't think that's the goal. For me, it was to refine your understanding of where you want to go and what you want to do. Because once you get out into the, (laughs) out beyond your college years, (laughs) you know, that's when you're making decisions about, you know, really where do you want to be and what do you want to do? And I think the more that you have a sense of what that is from your time here, because you've invested in in learning about yourself and all these different opportunities that you have to avail yourself of, I, I think that you'll be in better shape to really shape your career uh, once you leave here. So yeah, my advice is just to like enjoy it, but also take advantage of everything that the school has to offer. That's wonderful advice. Thank you. Very, very insightful. Yeah. I mean, I guess I know I've said it, but I, I just want to express my gratitude to the school. Um, you know, I know a lot of the people that were here when I was here have since retired. Um, I've been really fortunate to stay in touch with a lot of them to be able to say thank you to them personally. But I think, you know, there's never enough thank yous for, you know, an institution and a place that helped you not only just build your own confidence, but then like supported you with literally in every way that I can imagine financially, you know, uh, in many other ways. And so I want to just say thank you. I think that it's long overdue that I say it in a broader form than just individual (laughs) people. But um, but I do mean it. And I, um, you know, I hope that people, like I said, take advantage of what they what the school has to offer, um, because I think that it's you can go through school and not do that and then feel like you didn't get your money's worth or didn't get everything that you wanted out of school. Right. Um, and so, you know, I say do the opposite and then you will always feel gratitude for what you received. Excellent. Well, that's great. Thank you. So how can listeners learn more about you and all the wonderful things that you do? Well, <laughs> I'm not exactly, I'm not like out there as like a, you know, I'm not a social media person or any kind of influencer or anything like that. I, I do have a LinkedIn page. I'm sure you could find me by searching my name. Um, and I'm happy to connect to any past students or current students or anyone, you know, if anyone just, I'm always open to mentoring people, you know, like everyone, I have a very busy schedule, but I try to find time to make room for young people who are just, you know, needing a conversation around direction and wanting someone to bounce ideas off of. So, you know, if, if anyone just wants to, you know, uh, talk about some ideas that they have or get my advice, uh, they should connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a note and uh, I'd be happy to schedule some time with them. That's fabulous. Well, Julie, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been such a pleasure getting to meet you and getting to learn all about you. Thanks, Eden. Thank you for tuning in to the Hawk to Hawk podcast. You can find us on all podcast streaming platforms and on the University of Hartford's website. For Julia Weiner, I'm Eden Prince-Aguire. We'll see you next time.